This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Hi, Cecil and Tom. This is J.F. calling from Montreal. I know I'm a little late to the party, but I wanted to share a piece of woo that I used to believe in. So when I was a kid, I used to think I was psychic because once in a while, I would think of a Golden Girls episode, and then it would come on the television the very next day, which tells you two things about me as a kid. One, I was really stupid. Two, I was really gay. Anyway, oh, someone knocking at my glory hole, so gotta go, motherfuckers. This is Working Class Skeptic. Regarding Barton's riflery class and your comment that training doesn't ensure safety, I'd like to mention that I and my classmates all attended a Hutter safety course during P.E. in 7th or 8th grade. For time after that class, a friend of mine nearly shot me in the face because he didn't think the gun in his hand was real. Training didn't save me, a functioning safety did. As for what kind of doctor would sign a chastity certificate, one who could bill an insurance company for an exam that either didn't happen, or if it did, one that was medically meaningless. Glory hole, gentlemen. Hey Tom and Cecil, Mara here, calling from the untamed wilds of Vermont. You mentioned my fine state in your latest show, so I thought I'd share some fun facts with your audience. For instance, did you know that Vermonters don't salivate? It's true. We actually possess a gland that secretes maple syrup directly into our mouths as we chew. As a seventh-generation Vermonter myself, my maple glands have evolved to the point where I can precisely control the grade and color of the syrup I produce, which is nice. I figure by the time my family gets to generation 10 or 11, we'll be able to photosynthesize, and that's good news for the industry, because we're going to have to replace all the sugar maples that are dying from global warming. Anyway, keep up the great work, you guys. I've listened to every goddamn show you've put out, and I'm not about to stop now. Glory hole. advise that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 258 of Cognitive Dissonance. 58? And if I'm wrong... It's 58, right? No, I don't think so. Fucking hell, really? I don't think so. I mean, I'm, I mean, it's fucking your job, so look it up. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's 258. You got it right, Tom. How you got dare it right. you? I, I feel like you owe me an apology. I got something right one time. Yeah. I just double checked again. <laughs> I didn't trust myself. <laughs> you didn't trust yourself. <laughs> 
You know, uh, before we begin launching into this week's set of stories, I think we need to revisit the David Barton shenanigans from last week. So anyone that doesn't know, David Barton is the uh, bullshit artist and discredited historian um, who just seemingly makes things up and is real impressed by the size of his own library. (laughs) And the oldness of the books. Right. He really is fucking – that guy's fucking fully engorged. I have – books from 1800s and i think (laughs) what he's saying whenever he says that is he's trying to lead credence to whatever he is going to say next by saying i guess in some way like the founding fathers thought this was a good idea or the people that were around in this country a long time ago thought this was a good idea and therefore right it it lends itself some legitimacy today but he always comes off sounding like Anchorman. He does. With the I mini- mean, he 100% he of the time. He does. To me, when he says that, yeah. he sounds like fucking Anchorman. He's yeah. like, I have many, you know, yeah, leather-bound books. books. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, whatever, great. dude. That is amazing. That's great story, bro. You know, I got a fucking bunch of Encyclopedia Britannicas, too. You yeah. know, nobody gives a shit. We got a, we got a bunch of uh, uh, messages, and one of them that we got basically said that that's bullshit that they were in school in those times and they never had any rifle training. And I think they said that they were in Mississippi or something. And they said, I'm in Mississippi. I live in Mississippi and went to school in Mississippi. Jesus. And we didn't that's, have wait, fucking that, that rifle training. Well, exactly. Right. You would right? think that My militia God. training down there, Mississippi in the fifties and sixties. Are least, you kidding they me? At least teach you how to tie a hangsman. Noose. You <laughs> right? know what I mean? <laughs> like you at least do that. And they they didn't have time for riflery classes because the lynching classes <laughs> took too long. Oh no! Oh, gosh, I had a comment about that about that article right after yeah. the fact. It was something that struck me was how hard is gun safety? My first thought was like, just all there's one rule to gun safety: just pretend the gun is always loaded. Right. Yeah. And if you pretend the gun is always loaded. You shouldn't run into any issues. Always have the safety on. Always make sure like the bolt is like racked or whatever so that there's you could see and make sure there's nothing in it. But even still, always pretend it's loaded. Even when those things are functional and working, right. always pretend it's loaded. And so when Barton's talking about, oh, well, you know, we used to teach gun safety and now we don't. I'm just thinking, what what is it that people do with gun? they like, oh, just... Well, this is how you clean it. You just hold it up to your eye, you know, and then you look in it and make sure there's nothing in it. That's how all this cleaning right. stuff works. Like, who does that? Nobody does that. Uh, the other thing I, I was I, I was wondering too when I was thinking about that article. This is after the fact. Was you know he want he what he's saying is we used to teach it in class. We used to teach it in school. We didn't run into any problems. Basically saying. Let's mandate this for every kid in America to to learn how to use guns safely. But then you say something to him, something along the lines of, hey, instead of mandating it for every kid in America, why don't we just make it mandatory for everybody who owns a gun in America? Right. And now all of a sudden. Now it's a big fucking deal. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. We don't need to do that. Let's just teach it to everybody. Well, there's going to be people who don't care about guns. Why not teach the people 
Who care about the guns, the gun safety? Because I know I didn't have to take a fucking gun safety course when I t- got my FOID card, and I can walk into any store and buy a gun. Right. Why is that allowed? Whereas he's saying, like, oh, you should should have fucking learned that when I was a fucking, like, a weeblo. No. <laughs> no, I shouldn't have. I should have learned it before I got my fucking license to fucking shoot a firearm. Well, I think maybe he's... I think he's. I think, I think maybe the 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 only counter argument to that would be that if 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 everybody knew, regardless of your interest in them or not, if everybody had some basic gun safety knowledge, it might reduce the prevalence of gun accidents. Right? That that there's you know I have a gun in my house and my kid grabs my gun and shoots his little brother or something. Right? That that if if he was only schooled in gun safety then he would not have shot his little brother and gun accidents would go down or, you know, whatever. But then it's then, then that immediately begs a question like, well, then at what age, you know, and what level of responsibility should there be for gun ownership? You know, I read something really interesting the other day, and that was um, that was the idea of uh, having to buy insurance for your gun. And I thought this was a really interesting response. You know, insurance is another way to mitigate risk, right? Like, I mean, it... it, it if we buy insurance and we have to buy insurance, I'm going to buy a gun depending on the kind of gun and, you know, actuarial tables about, you know, types of guns and the prevalence of those types of guns based on my household and the likelihood of an accident, then my insurance policy would go up, right? And I thought that's an interesting way to – and then, you know, insurance companies could then, could then offer discounts for licensing, for example, or training, for example, sure. or – you know, other factors which would ten uh, years without shooting anyone. Right. Or you know, you know, like you know, I mean like when I when I get a at car, all state right. we have shooting forgiveness. <laughs> shooting forgiveness plan. <laughs> uh, and they got like that guy who's like, look, it happens. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> You know, like, but if I if I put a pool in my yard, my insurance goes up, right? You know, when I get car insurance, um, you know, they ask how many miles I drive. Is it for work or is it for you know pleasure? Like, there's there's questions that, that that pertain to this this item that I'm insuring, um, and I think that's an interesting. I thought I just thought that was a really interesting way to approach, uh, you know, gun safety and things. Because I think if all you have to do is just go buy the fucking thing. Full stop. You don't have to have any idea how it works or, yeah, you know, yeah. you have to lock it up. There's no incentive for you to lock the fucking thing up or whatever. I have guns in my house and I have little kids, but I have zero concern that they're going to cause a problem because I don't keep any ammunition in my house. Yeah. And your, gun, your guns are double locked. Right. Well, yeah, they're in a safe and then the guns are stored with locks on the guns and there's no ammunition in my house. So I have but, zero concern. They, like, even, at, like, even if somehow... One of your kids in the cornfield by you found a shell. Right. They still wouldn't be able to do anything with it. Right. Yeah, they, they would, would have, have more <laughs> luck with a hammer, nail, and a pair of pliers exactly. to set that shell off. Right. Right. I, that's why I have really no – it does not give me a whole lot of concern or pause. Right. Well, that's why I leave – whenever I go, I try to stick some shells in your couch cushions. <laughs> Thank you. Someone's been doing that. <laughs> God damn it. Contrary to popular opinion, God is not against sex. It was his idea in the first place. So this first story comes from the raw story. Um, 
And now we're now let's let's talk a little bit about the website this comes from. So the Christian website says, "Don't look at your wife's face during sex to enjoy it, even when she resists." Well, that's horrible. And we're actually going to talk about two two stories that both come purportedly from the same website or blog or whatever it is. But see, Sly, I think you and I are, are not convinced that this is real. Yeah, you know, I read through these. There's two stories. Both of them are just hyper misogynistic uh and the guy writes under the name of pseudonym the website itself is uh is called biblicalgenderroles.com and we've covered this before in the past yeah i don't know i i there i read through this site and i feel like it's it's such a good poe um that you can't tell right like that's what a poe is like you just can't tell whether it's real or fake it's one of those it's one of those moments where something is so absurd you can't tell whether it's real or fake and it's a poe man I don't know I've I've looked at this website a number of times if it's a poe it's a pretty good poe um but I think what's distressing is that if it's if it's a poe it's so close to the way that people think it so already mirrors the way that 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 a whole yeah. group of people already think that that a site like this if it's satire, we've we've gotten to the point of being so absurd that the satire is indistinguishable from the actual claims. Part of me thinks that it's fake because of the images that he uses up top. When you go to it, it's like a picture of like a dad changing his oil and like I don't know they're almost they're almost too <laughs> they're almost too like big American party. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's it. it it's I don't know. It's pretty it's pretty crazy. But but here's what's being said. So the Christian website, biblicalgenderrolls.com, fake or not fake, it has a uh, column that says that women who do not like having sex with their husbands should fake it until she makes it. Um, and it goes on to say, you also need to realize that whether your wife knows it or not, she needs to have sex too. If you don't have sex with your wife at regular intervals, even sometimes when she is not in the mood but consents anyway... You will open yourself to temptation. Focus your eyes on her body, not her face. Focus on the visual pleasure you receive from looking at her body and physical pleasure you receive from being inside your wife. You want to connect with her physically and emotionally during sex. Why do, I, why do I feel so dirty when he says that? <laughs> God. Yeah, but, but he says, but if your wife, but your wife is the one refusing to connect with you emotionally, so you have to concentrate 100% on the physical Side. It, well, I, I think it goes on. He says, let me try to explain it another way. In Greek mythology, there was a monster woman named Medusa. <laughs> I know. She was cursed and a hideous creature. If men looked upon her face, they were turned to stone. And then there's a picture of Medusa. I know, right? It says, I know you love your wife. Most men love their wives. But sin is ugly. Your beautiful bride's face becomes ugly during this sinful time that she is grudgingly giving you sex as she grimaces, wanting you to just hurry up and get it over with. So I feel like that's all the time. Yeah. Like that would how is it is there another oh wait a minute. I read that was confused. I'm like, is there another option? Wait, what's the other option? I don't know. It's always just tell yeah. me when you're done. Just so, <laughs> so like the men who could not look at Medusa's face, otherwise they would be killed. 
realize that if you look at your wife's face when she is displaying a sinful attitude towards sex, it will kill your sexual pleasure and your boner (laughs) and may actually make it more difficult for you to achieve the physical connection (laughs) and release you need. No shit. If my wife is fucking tapping her foot and look at her while I'm fucking her, are you kidding me? She's giving you the old killer. Yeah, she's giving the old sour face, like looking up, like be like, ugh, turn over. (laughs) Also, also, what you want to say to your wife? Be like, I can't look at your ugly fucking Medusa face (laughs) while I'm doing this. That wins them over when you say that. When you say, I can't look at your fucking gnarly face, (laughs) fucking ugly thing. (laughs) Women love that. Say that to them. Look, here's the problem. Yeah, is that you don't know how to phrase it right. It's it's all about it's all about how you approach a woman. Can I just call t- her any Greek uh, mythology creature? Can I call her a gorgon? <laughs> what you have to say, Cecil. What you have to say is, yeah. excuse me, honey. And this is while you're fucking, right? right. Like you have to stop. You have to stop. You know, mid thrust, and be like, excuse me, snake hair. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I would run my hand through your hair, but I'm afraid it will get bit by the snakes attached to your skull. You see, you're petrifying me. (laughs) That's actually a good thing for your boner. And not in a hard way. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just going to need you to flip over. (laughs) Hey, Cyclops. (laughs) Listen. Listen, if you don't stop mean mugging me, I'm going to put your face in the pillow. Suddenly it's not like having sex. It's like fucking, I don't even know. It's like fucking the Odyssey. (laughs) (laughs) So this this cat has some more suggestions also from the Raw story. Christian marriage advisor, use fear and dread to control your wife as God intended. You also also have to call her Judge Dread and she has to say, (laughs) you are the law. The law. That's how it works. That's a judge dread is the safe word. <laughs> judge dread is always the safe word because nobody wants to keep fucking when they're thinking about judge dread. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, great. That guy's had like a hundred strokes. Oh, he sounds amazing. like he's had a hundred oh, strokes. God. And like, look at this. He sounds thing. like Helen Keller. Is what he sounds like. <laughs> 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 Fucking amazing. So anyway, Judge Dredd is banging your wife, or what was happening? I forgot well, again. Exactly. Yeah, really? Come on, man. You can fuck that ugly Medusa bitch. All he wants. <laughs> hey, she can fucking mean mug someone else for a change. <laughs> Like a mean mug off, (laughs) (laughs) staring up at each other. other. I'll just, I'll just hold her hand while Judge Dread. (laughs) (laughs) Judge Dread, this I'm a sea bear. I'm a sea bear. (laughs) You're drooling out of one side of your face, Judge. (laughs) So, also from that same uh, shitty website. Um, responding to comments from a men's rights activists on a posting about finding enjoyment in, se- in sex with a wife who grudgingly agrees, uh, this cat provides tips on providing uh, proper biblical general ro- gender 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 roles, um, are, saying that uh, keeping a woman in a constant state of fear is an appropriate way to control her actions. 
Um, and this is just this is just fucking crazy. It's like, look, you got to provide a, a, a woman with like, what does he say, like food and shelter? He talks about it like she's like a puppy. Yeah, you know, like you know, you got to give her food and shelter and clothing. But not nice food, shelter, and clothing. You only give her that stuff if she's, like, rocking your world in bed. Like, you give her good stuff. But if right. not, you just don't, like, if she's not cooking you dinner, then you just, uh, you don't buy her a new car soon or something like that. But it always assumes, like, like all of these posts are assuming that the guy's the breadwinner. Right. Which is not the case in so many households. Like, it, it assumes a power dynamic that is as backward as this way of thinking. Right, it assumes a 1950s fucking leave it to Beaver power dynamic, which, which to me, when I when I hear it, it just like, like that feels fake to me. I guess I can imagine someone thinking that, but I I, I don't know. Like I can't imagine someone who could operate a blog thinking that. <laughs> I can't imagine somebody operating a computer. I can't imagine somebody operating a toaster thinking this way. It's a it's a ridiculously like Neanderthal way to think. Like well. Because I make all the money and control access to all of the resources, then, you know, I should make sure to parcel out the resources in my household according to how much I get my dick sucked or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, what a mean thing. I like, here's the thing. Even if it works. Even if it works. Why do you want to just be mean? Like, that's the thing I don't understand. Like, like don't you think that if you're nice, she'll sleep with you too? Like, isn't that another option to get what you want? Like, if, if the thing that you want is to have sex with your wife, it seems to me that, like, like treating her like a human being and being kind will probably net you a greater result. And you can look at her face because she won't be tapping her fucking foot <laughs> waiting for you to get over. Like, right? Be like, ugh, fine. Stick it in there. Tell me when you're done. You would like, think. Okay. You would think. You know, just basic. And you know, the thing is, is like it, it just it just ignores the idea of basic relationships between people. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, never have I ever been in a relationship where I've been like, yeah, you know, I gotta I gotta go home tonight and put a little dread in the little woman because she's been acting out. Like I never. Who would think that? Is it- Terrible because, people. Because the thing is, is like I uh, like I guess I always just think like, oh, I'm just I'm like equals with the person I live with. I I mean, but it would be baffling to think otherwise. It, it would be. Here's the thing. It would be a lesser life. I would. I'm a selfish person. I would have a lesser life if I agreed to have a partner that was lesser than myself. Like I would. I don't even want to have friends. I, I'll just be real honest. Like. I don't want to have friends that are less than than I am. I don't want to surround myself with people that are less than me. I want to surround myself with people that are better than I am. Like, it, it, it helps me rise. Like, it just brings, it helps my ship rise, right? Like, why would you surround yourself? Be like, oh, yeah, I'm married to somebody who's a fucking doormat. And I treat her like a shitty doormat. Oh, okay. Great life you built for yourself, shithead. I don't want to get into the debate about the climate change, but I will just simply point out that I think in academia we all agree that the, the, the temperature on Mars is exactly as it is here. Uh, nobody will dispute that, yet there are no coal mines on Mars. There's no factories on Mars that, that, that I'm aware of. So this story also comes from the Raw story. It's got our favorite Ken Ham, creationist Ken Ham's bizarre rebuttal of Bill Nye. Climate change alarmists could push for mass killings. And the part of this article that I thought was uh, was interesting, he's responding to uh, Bill Nye. Bill Nye had a had a video where he talks about, um, 
you know, uh, five key points for viewers to remember about global warming. And it's it, it kind of went all over the place. Bill Nye is kind of uh, becoming kind of a folk hero among, uh, you know, the scientifically interested crowd. Um, and Ken Ham can't stand it. Ken Ham is just like he's just on fire about Bill Nye, which is pretty funny because um, he's rebutting a, a kid's science show teacher. <laughs> Um, and his comment, he says, does he realize that from his atheistic perspective, man is just an evolved animal and in being consistent with an evolutionary survival of the fittest worldview, population alarmists could suggest mass killings or forced sterilizations as possible solutions in reducing the population? Well, no, nobody is suggesting that. Well, and what does he mean by mass killings? Like a flood or right? is that what he means by mass killings? <laughs> Because I think somebody already did that in his perspective. Right. And it you was mean, just. And it was right. God already did that. Yeah. And right? what these people don't understand is that they're saying, you know, like, uh, you know, what is he going to suggest? Mass killings or forced sterilizations, if, you know, in, in ways in reducing the population? No. What he's saying is that a bunch of people are going to die. And that's you know, a bad a thing. A bunch of people are going to be yeah. displaced. And then after they're displaced... You know, I mean, if you just follow the logical extensions that come with fucking global warming, if we start talking about worst case scenarios, we're talking about entire parts of the globe that are now currently producing a lot of growth when it comes to crops won't be doing the same sort of yield they would be. And so we're also losing land to the sea, et cetera. All this stuff happens. People start starving. So he's not saying they're going to do it ahead of time. Nobody's advocating that. What they're saying is that it's really going to suck for the very, very ultra poor. That's all that we're saying. And it's, that's, that's just absolutely true. Because the people that are poor are going to have the least means to move away from where their fucking yep. shitty area is. That, that's, you know, that, well, I, you know, I don't have any money as it is. And my fucking house is now underwater. The fucking tiny hut I was able to fucking cobble together <laughs> is under, underwater. Now where do I go? Well, nowhere, because you're poor and you're just going to die. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have any fucking shelter. Sorry, there's no place for you. You know, the poor people are going to be the ones that are going to be affected by this the most. Way more than, you know, the rich can move. I have a fucking, I have a a fucking lakefront, or lakefront, a fucking oceanfront condo in Miami. Miami gets fucking submerged. If I had an oceanfront condo, chances are I had insurance. Even if I didn't, I still have enough money probably to get myself away from there. But if I don't have any other options, the fucking real big deal when it comes to that. And so he's not talking about mass killings now. He's talking about fucking mass deaths later. Yeah. And this and this idea that because, you know, Ken Ham goes to this all the time. He goes to this idea that, you know, that if you're an atheist, that if you don't believe in in, in any kind of a God, he says, you know, he goes back to like, oh, you're just a bag of chemicals. You're an evolved yeah. animal. Yeah, yeah. And then and then he says that as if that as if the next and only logical extension from that is that there is no compassion for for our fellow man that there is no such thing as empathy that um if if evolution is a fact about how uh species evolve that species that are currently on our planet like homo sapiens are unable to see one another in an empathetic light and that's just simply not the case altruism is a feature of many social animals and it is it's and it's been shown to have evolutionary advantages so altruism and empathy are are built in there they're part of our makeup we care about each other 
This idea that the only reason that we he throws this shit out there every time is such a fucking tired old canard. This idea that like atheists like they cannot care about their fellow man. They cannot be empathetic. They cannot have a worldview that uh, decries violence. Or if they do, that they're somehow being, uh, you know, inconsistent or dishonest. It's just it's just such garbage. Um, I want to I want to point this out too. He says. We certainly need to make sure, this is Ham speaking, we certainly need to make sure that we don't fill our atmosphere with pollutants or punch holes in the ozone layer, but we also need to remember that our atmosphere was carefully put in place by our creator. God knew exactly what kind of atmosphere we needed, and he gave us that atmosphere. Well, why not just give us a more durable atmosphere then? Like what? It's like giving your kid like fucking cardboard fucking skateboard pads. <laughs> oh yeah, you're protected for like one fucking wreck, and yeah, then you're right. fucked. Yeah. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Glory hole, motherfuckers. Oh, uh, Brian Fisher rears his fucking silver-faced head again. All right, Brian Fisher, Obama letting UN impose Sharia law on U.S. cities. If you... This is a fucking challenge. This is a listener challenge. If you can get to the jump in logic that he arrives at and explain it to me. Yeah. First one that does it, I'll send you a shirt. All right, here we go. You ready? Here's here's Brian Fisher. All right. But first, it's going to be his bumbling producer is going to try to fumble his fuck his way through the the story first. Uh, apparently, uh, Loretta Lynch a- announced at the United Nations that her office would be working with several cities to f- form what they're calling the Strong Cities Network. Now, this is through the UN. Obvious problems with this is that it would be uh, overriding American laws in our Constitution. But it seems to be uh, le- a legitimate st- story of concern yeah it's really happening and i think one of the major concerns in there you look at the goals of this thing and somewhere down in there is we've got to stamp out islamophobia that's what we've got to do in these big cities we've got to have a police force that can stamp out discrimination and islamophobia so what this is going to be you want the short take on this kenny i think what this is about is it is about imposing sharia law on all the major cities are a part of this project. Wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? Wait, wait. No, they're going to impose Sharia law because it's somewhere down in there. Yeah. So if I'm so the the the, the logic would go that if I am not Islamophobic, then the other option for me to have would be like it's either you're either Islamophobic or Sharia law. Those are it. That's it. <laughs> Like, because if we're like, hey, you know, you probably shouldn't be Islamophobic. Well, then we should definitely have Sharia law. <laughs> what the fucking, what Where, are you talking about? How do we get there from What are you here? talking about? It's like saying, yeah. like, uh, you know, it'd be better if you weren't lactose intolerant. Well, I am made of ice cream. Yeah. Like, fucking, uh, what is happening here? Way to make me want ice cream. <laughs> you always wanted ice cream. <laughs> kidding what yeah exactly you're just picking it's it's not it's two extremes right you have islamophobia and sharia law right the two extremes sure and you're going from one to the other you can't just go from hey how about we don't do either right how about we're not in sharia law and how about we're not in islamophobia this is a guy whose mind only has an on and off switch and it's never on all he wants to do is 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 demonize people being tolerant because yeah, he right. doesn't like tolerance. He doesn't like tolerance it's when true. it comes to gay people. That, he doesn't right? like tolerance 
Um, when it comes to anybody who's different, transgender people, he doesn't like. So why would he have any tolerance to people who think differently than him? Right. Yeah, he because he's a, he's the king of the slippery slope. Yeah. The guy's slope is a fucking slip and slide. Sure, like, yeah. Like any fucking yeah. hill is like, it's like fucking K2. Right. Yeah, he just, it's just, yeah. He fucking sprays Astroglide on his <laughs> shoes. And so he's constantly. <laughs> what is he doing with his shoes? Hey, that's up to him and his wife. I'll tell you. Jeff, anything else you want to add there? Well, uh, to go along with what you're saying, the, their concern in, in this article is that it's by, through the UN, who is dri- driven largely by Sharia enforcing uh, organization of Islamic cooperation or the OIC. Yeah, no question about it. Oh, no, none. No, no, no question about it. Yeah, the UN Security Council has how many Islamic countries on it? None. I think that's zero. Yeah, zero. On the UN Security Council. It's the only fucking votes that matter. Like, all the rest of them are just like, we'd like to have... No, shut the fuck up. No, sit the fuck down. You're not in the security... No, fucking go lay down. Bad country. <laughs> Bad country. <laughs> you aren't going to get your dinner. That's and it. we're literally not going to airdrop food to you, is what I'm, we're saying. <laughs> I'm moving your food bowl up and onto the dryer. You get nothing. You know, you read about that, uh, and Janet, I'm sure we'll talk about this. There's nothing more than a way to impose Sharia law on the largest cities in America under the guise of social justice or doing something for the global community or doing something that is fair and right and just and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and all that kind of <laughs> stupid fairness, rightness, hate, and justice. I hate so much that social justice is a bad word now. I hate it so much. And I hate what I hate more is people that I think should be more aware that social justice is a good thing rather than a bad thing yeah. aren't aware of that and that they pass off entire people and arguments and not i mean not just arguments but people their entire you know an entire person can be passed off as not worth anything because they're a social justice warrior right and you're like well wait man They've got other things that they've said that are worthwhile. Maybe you disagree with something that they say. It's okay to disagree with people. It's not a bad thing that you disagree with people. That's not an evil. That's not something – and you shouldn't be throwing entire people out and, and, and people and, – and labeling them as a movement that you're, you're not going dis- to agree with anything they say because they are part of a movement. That's just, that's just bad thinking. It's just yeah. bad thinking and it's, it's so – prevalent i don't know if it's been prevalent forever i don't i mean because you know wasn't cognizant of any of this stuff more than 10 years ago yeah right you know i think that this is like <clears throat> this is really just ad hominem under any other name right like it's a way for you to dismiss all of somebody's arguments by dismissing the person first like sure yeah that person's uh the person's of this and then we take this whole label we apply it to this person and all of their thoughts all of their arguments are fucking nothing to me now because they fall under this category. It's a, that's a it's at the very least it's fucking lazy. Want to contact the guys? Go to dissonancepod.com to get links to their Google Plus, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. If you want to contact them directly, send an email to dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. Or you can call and leave a message at 740-74 doubt. That's 740-743-6828. Do you want to support the show? Go to patreon.com. That's P A T R E O N.com forward slash dissonance pod. Or click the link on the podcast homepage and you can donate to the production of Cognitive Dissonance on a per episode basis. 
If you can't spare any money, take a second to give us a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher, or spread the word about the show. We want to send a big, heartfelt glory hold to all the patrons and people who rate us. You fucking rock. So this story comes from Right Wing Watch. Uh, It's Ken Ham again. This is great. Ken Ham worries that if we allow gay marriage, people will stop wearing clothes. So here's Ken Ham. Here we are, we say in our churches often and in our Sunday schools, we say to kids, let's have a Bible story. We're going to have another Bible story. And so the trouble is the word story has sort of changed meaning in our modern vernacular. And the word story to many people today means fiction. It's not true. And yet, Kind of like theory, huh? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. It's almost well, like theory right. then, huh? We also, say theory fucking willy-nilly. Well, let's start saying story willy-nilly when it comes to the Bible. Oh, no, I'm offended. Oh, my God. These kids will go to public school or watch TV, PBS channel, learning channel, or whatever it is, and they get the idea, oh, we'll learn real stuff from TV, real stuff from school. What do we do at church? Well, we have stories. And I encourage them that they need to drop using the word story today and start to talk about when when we're looking at the Bible, let's read this account of, let's read this record of. In other words, to emphasize it's a book of history. Record. Re- I know, right? Are you right? fucking serious, Let's dude? read the record of the talking snake. <laughs> let's read right? the record of when a guy blew a horn and knocked walls down. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's read, let's read the, the true account of one of his very favorite stories, Noah's Ark. Where a fucking tortoise from the Galapagos Islands somehow fucking meandered its way to the Middle East along with its super best friend so that they could hang out on a boat for a month. Because Christianity is based in real history. It's a history you can trust. And <laughs> What are you talking about? It's a history you can trust. None of it happened. The Gospels don't even match each other. Like That's even if you awesome. get out of the Old Testament, even if you even if you leave that whole fucking book of hate filled violence behind you, the Old Testament, even if you like just the the fucking gospels don't even match. They don't even all tell the same story. That's really what's happened in this day and age. The Bible has been attacked as a book of history. It's it's just a book of stories. It's not a book of history. We have to help the generations that we're training up to understand it is a book of history. I mean, think about the issue of marriage, because that's a big one in our culture right now. I mean, if the history in Genesis is not true, then how do you define marriage? Um, I mean, what, what what do we do with marriage? Well, I think we're doing pretty good for the people who don't think his, that Genesis is true. Yeah, well, you what you do is you uh, think about it, and then you make decisions based on those thoughts. Yeah, and uh, and that's how you do it. So you're <laughs> saying, so what we're saying is, is that two <laughs> consenting adults can be married. Yeah, wow, that minute. was real hard. Hold on a minute, back Super up the train. Two consenting adults. But what if I wanted to marry my computer? Oh, wait, no, that doesn't fit in your... No, I think we, what if we... I wanted to marry an eight-year-old computer? No. Yeah, that works 100% of pretty the time. Much, pretty much. Yeah. Super right. easy. Wow. Well, I guess you've boiled it down. <laughs> <laughs> well, you cracked that one. He's cracked the case. In Matthew 19, when Jesus was asked to marriage, about marriage, he said, haven't you read he made them at the beginning male and female? And by the way, that's another issue today, gender distinction. I mean, Jesus gives gender distinction, male and female, right from the beginning. And he said... What about intersex people who have fucking both bits? Like, I love that. They just ignore that as if everybody is born with fucking unambiguous fucking genitals. That's not the case. Like, what about intersex people who are born with fucking... 
am to be kind or or I don't know if it's being kind, but you know at the ambiguous bits, right? Like or both bits or whatever. Like sure, because he makes you he he, he he basically is like, oh, it's running real easy, bro. Like oh yeah, except for the times when it's not, bro. <laughs> When, when a man leaves his father and mother and cleave unto your, your wife and you be one flesh based on the fact that the woman came from the man. Even uh, in Corinthians, uh, Paul talks about the woman is of the man. And so the doctrine of marriage is based there upon the literal history in Genesis. But if that history is not true, if there was no literal Adam and Eve, then what is marriage? Why is it to be a man and a woman? It's only a man and a woman because God invented marriage, and he invented marriage when he made the first marriage, Adam and Eve, Adam from dust and woman uh, from his side. Oh, my God. Dust, he believes... Do you think he believes this? It's a dust bunny. You see, what God, God had one of those... God had one of those wands, those magic wand things, the static wand oh, yeah, that you could right? just wipe yeah. on all your appliances... And then he just shook it, and Adam just popped fuck right out. Yeah, right. And that's, I mean, I guess, like, uh, do I get a Playboy dust no. bunny? You can only make dudes with dust. You got to make women from ribs. Oh, right. mm, I like ribs. I like ribs I like, too. Well, all right. And, you know, and even think about the issue of clothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the origin of clothing is right there in Genesis. Uh, God gave coats of skins to Adam and Eve because of sin. Personally, I believe that was the first blood sacrifice as a covering for their sin, a picture of what was to come in Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. What the fuck did I, he just I, say? I, that's, not, <laughs> that's not stuff. I love it when they just jump into fucking preacher speak and you just you have to just sort of follow along. I can't. Can you, wonder, can you make heads or tails of that shit? That's just all they're doing is quoting parts of the Bible to give themselves legitimacy. God, it just sounds like fucking nothing. It sounds what it sounds like is an incantation to me. It sounds like they're warding away evil spirits when they say shit like that. You know, to me, it sounds like reading like the like the least uh, intelligible parts of like a hyper technical manual. Like, oh, I got fucking gigawatts in my wagaboos. You know, you're just like, whatever, <laughs> man. Like I like the words just wash over me like sound. Yeah. They don't yeah. mean anything. Wait, uh, clothes come from the Bible? Oh, uh, well, then why, why would anybody have some clothes? Nobody thought of it before the Bible. <laughs> Man, I don't know. Everybody's read. Everybody's standing around at the newsstand naked, <laughs> and they're just reading. They're like reading this thing. Fuck, we, we should make have clothes? clothes. Oh man, fuck, dude, that's gonna be handy in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you abandon Genesis, the literal history for marriage, and say marriage can be two men, two women, or whatever you want, well, why not abandon clothing? And, you know, even in this nation right now, we see a movement, there's demonstrations with some women's groups in various parts of the country where they're saying, if men can take their tops off, why can't we? And why not? I mean, where do you draw the lines unless there's an absolute authority that says why not? Where do you draw the line, Tom? Well, I tell you what, I don't draw the line at women can't show their boobs because I'm pro-boobs. Boobs. Let me just throw that out there. I want to be clear about my stance. Pro boobs with too, regard yo. to boobs. Yeah, I'm 100 percent pro to boobs. <laughs> anyone that wants to, sh- literally anyone that wants to show me their boobs, be like, all right, let's see them. Yeah, I, and I'm, we're saying boobs, not moobs. Right Thank now. You very much. <laughs> It's like it's always been the little women that caught the vision of giving, beginning with Jesus himself, out of their private means. Some of you little precious ones have that little grocery money, some of that little money set aside. Assure tonight 
the blessings of God on your family by giving it to God and speaking that. Say it. God, this is for blessings on my family. So this story comes from Right Wing Watch. Pat Robertson, husband should make financial decisions because God has made you the high priest of the family. This is Pat Robertson from the 700 Club. It's true because I have to I have to sacrifice wet bulls every week. I have to get a soggy bull. I have to dip it in the sink. <laughs> I'm glad I have my new sink. I have one of those like no those sinks without the two bowls. It's just one right, big yeah. sink. Uh, and I'm so happy now because you know I could fit most of the bull in it. That's which it's is important. Nice. Yeah. It's important. I mean, that way you can do it in one part instead yeah. of two. You know. Yeah. I'm a Christian who is married to an unbeliever. My wife is opposed to our giving ties to my local church and any other giving to charity. She feels we can't afford it. I'm the only member of the household who has a job. And we live in a community property state, so our assets are shared. My question is, should I be tithing on all of my paycheck or just my half of it? Uh, you know, like it or not, you're the head of the household. And God has made you the high priest of the family. He's also made you the grand poobah, too. <laughs> the high priest of the he's family. Made you, he's made you the high priest and the 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 great water buffalo <laughs> of the family. <laughs> I'm the grand dragon the grand of the family. Dragon. I'm the, you're, the, yeah. you're the Ku Klux Klan wizard of your own family. <laughs> I'm the high priest of the family. You're the he's fearer, gonna, if you will. <laughs> you know, that's that, as, as the high priest of this family, every now and again, I will uh, support... One of my neighbors over a burning volcano and yeah. cut him off, and rip out their burning heart. But that's yeah. just—I feel like that's my prerogative. Think about the burning. The burning heart market has gone down. It for really a long has. Time. It's just no. There's no futures in it. You know, it's, it's, there's nothing. You know, the thing is, you just got to do it because you love it now. Yeah. Now it's now it's a now it's a sort of a passion thing. It's you, know? you know, it's, it's one of those things where before. You were just doing it for the daily grind, and now you do it because you love it. <laughs> and uh, you are a Christian, and uh, what comes into your paycheck is yours. And uh, I think the fact that you want to bless your family, the best way to do it would be to have his blessing on you. And he said, you know, honor me with your tithes and offerings, and I'll open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. So, you know, Wait, how is he going to pour us out a blessing through the window? Or with a window. I'll open the windows and I'll pour you out a blessing. Are those two separate acts? <laughs> like he's gonna like go to the window and then come back with a big brimming pitcher of blessing and yeah. pour that in? Or is he somehow is that connected where he's opening up the window and say, urinating the blessing onto you? Like how does it work? Well, it immediately made me think of a chamber pot, like back in like ye oldie time. You <laughs> yeah, just right, yeah. tuck your chamber pot out the window and like I'll splash pour you out a blessing, fucking... you little shit. Yeah, there you go. A hundred, all your tithe. You don't have to split it. All the money. Give me all the money. Of Look, course. I'm Pat Robertson, and I want all your money. <laughs> <laughs> and even if he's not going to get any of this guy's money, what he's doing is he's making sure that he rec that he's telling all the rest of his audience that. I want some of that money. So always tithe the full 10% because God will pour you out a blessing. And if you don't, he'll pour you a giant glass to shut the fuck up. He's the horn-headed dude in the red pajamas. Hey, Cecil, tomorrow, or Saturday, actually. This show will release Monday, so I guess two Monday. days. Yeah. Yeah. Two days ago is Halloween. Linda Harvey was probably pissing herself. Fucking She's pissing herself. She locked herself up somewhere and hid. So it's a minute long. Linda Harvey talking about... Uh, Satan 
going to be served to your kids on a silver platter. It's Halloween time again, and parents need to use caution and discernment about their family's participation in Halloween events. Here's why. It's all about the spiritual safety of our children. Along with some harmless activities, Halloween celebrates the spirits of darkness like no other annual event. Demons are real. So is Satan. (laughs) I have to save the demons are real. So is Satan. Satan. Okay. You say so, bro. (laughs) Oh, no. If you say something out loud, that's exactly how you make things So are fucking Ouija boards or whatever. Yeah. Demons are real, man. That's it. So is Satan, though. So let's not get... Here's the thing. I know... Too rational. I know that hell is real from driving through Indiana. That's fucking I-65? No, no, I, it's not. It's not because of that billboard. It's because Indiana is hell. No, that's what I mean. All yeah. of I sixty five, the whole thing, that enormous stretch that smells like a fucking open meth sewer. That yeah. is, <laughs> that is <laughs> Indiana. Sewer. It's got this like weird combination. Like there's a huge like uh, driving down I sixty five through Indiana. There's a huge stretch of road that smells like fucking rotten meth mouth. <laughs> like for fucking, it's amazing. <laughs> And you fucked enough meth mouths to know. Oh, I know the smell. Yeah, yeah. you know the smell. I mean, yeah. I, I get a like, I get a fucking chubby just out of remembrance. Just, <laughs> just. <laughs> it's not bad because they don't have any teeth. Oh so. yeah, I mean, you no can biting. really get a a good suction going. No biting. <laughs> And these forces are more active than ever in recent times in America because we are inviting their activity in our lives. How? What? Because Wait, of gays, Tom. Because oh, of gays. I forgot about that. Yeah, I was thinking about like like when I woke up this morning and I went to work, and then I worked all day and came home and took care of my family. I was wondering how that exactly was inviting Satan into my life. Like Satan's just like, oh, did Tom go to work? Sweet, time to go to his house. Like, <laughs> were you waiting for me to leave? Uh, he's like hiding behind the bushes, right? Satan is like the fucking, fucking weird ass Tom or something. Red like. suit <laughs> looks like Steve-O after he <laughs> <laughs> fell off a cliff. So here's my question about Halloween: Why hand your children to dark spiritual powers on a silver platter? Free babysitting. That's why, motherfucker. I'll hand my children yeah. to literally anyone that will take them. Yeah, I and don't if they, care if they, if, if they happen to have some sort of fetish with silver. No problem. Right? I don't care. Look, if they want to fuck it, if if they're like, uh, can you truss up your eight year old and put an apple in his mouth? I'd be like, are you watching him for three hours? Because because <laughs> there's like, no way I'm leaving this movie early. I, I didn't care if you text me that one of them's dead. Look, I'm still staying till the end I, is over. Right. I don't care. I'm not even going to be awake during the movie. Yeah. I just want to nap somewhere safe. That's all I want. Oh, sure. Maybe your smaller children only collect candy at a few houses. But down the road, what will Halloween be in their lives? Well, they'll go house to house and get heroin. Yeah. That's how this works. Yeah. I, you get to, yeah at 12 years old, you're getting lewds and heroin. Yeah. I was just, I, it was just trick or treat and it was just fucking blowjobs from hookers. That's yeah. all it was. Like, trick yeah. or treat. And you just fucking stick your cock in the glory hole. It's sure to evolve into trick-or-treating with friends minus parents and then parties. Well, what goes on at a Halloween party? What does go on at a Halloween party? I'm fucking, I don't know. I'm, I'm having... Bobbing for apples, maybe? Oh, my God. Mm. Remember that Halloween party you went to and you were like, oh, yeah, I'm going to fucking... Normally, I wouldn't do this stuff, but since it's Halloween, let's kill a baby. <laughs> like... Have you ever successfully bobbed for an apple? 
Uh, no, I don't think anyone's ever done it. <laughs> I could you need like a you need like a hippopotamus model right? in order to do. Right? Like, I have no idea how you could actually do that. It's just a practical joke. Like, it's just a way for people yeah. to waterboard themselves at your yeah, house. It's like, you want, cause it's, it's, it's not, it's not a thing. No, you can't, it can't be done. The apple's just like, fuck you, bro. I'm out of yeah. here. It just bounces down. <laughs> and then you just follow it down like a fucking idiot fish. And then you slam your face into it. I, I, you know, I take that back. I have seen one person do it, but they, they pressed it up against the side of the thing. Yeah, and then and you then just cram your teeth in. Cram it, your right? teeth on it. Yeah. yeah, and then the whole time you have to know, like, I'm sticking my fucking gaping maw in this fucking apple water that everybody else is yeah, opening sure. their it's fucking, a fucking mouth. Meningitis in. factory right. is what it is. Like everybody's See, like, you may as well just all just be like, all right, raise like, your hand and yeah. let's all give each other disease. It's like, bobbing for Ebola, you know. <laughs> So from Right Wing Watch, Michael Savage, Obama acting like Hitler, but attacking white men. It's a really long clip, and I really don't want to play five minutes worth of Michael Savage, so I want to play the second clip, where okay. he just reads the headlines and says shitty things. Okay. So this is, this is Michael Savage reading the headlines with one to two word answers to all the headlines, basically like, no shit, uh, this country sucks. So here we go, it's Michael Savage. Chicago police, illegal alien rape sleeping woman. Isn't that part of their lifestyle? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Isn't that part of their lifestyle? It's part of their lifestyle? Yeah, yeah. It, 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 what he doesn't mention is that uh, that uh, that she was raped by uh, a bunch of immigrant women and children. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, people from other countries. Hey, they're animals. Am I right? That, All right, moving on. Hey, hey. guys. <laughs> How about those mutts from other countries? Those <laughs> disgusting fucking subhumans from other countries not being privileged enough to have been accidentally born here like I was. Isn't that amazing? Wow. Oh, Holy part shit. Part of their lifestyle. That, just part of the lifestyle. That's fucking living the life, baby. Oh, hey, man. YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next story. Sanctuary cities on the rise releasing more than 9,000 criminals in the U.S. illegally. Isn't that the object? Is to intimidate the population? What happened there? Did he fall <laughs> asleep like and start snoring? No, I think he's I think he's uh he's uh snorting up his own jokes in the back of his <laughs> mouth there and you know, spit those out. Next like, story. Murdered woman hanging from fence mistaken for Halloween decoration. Isn't that normal in Chicago? Next story. Yes, it is actually. Wow. It's totally normal. I walk by several dead bodies every day on my way to work. It's like fucking. It's like uh, stand by me. My every <laughs> every day I poke a dead person with a stick on the way to work. Every single day. Every day on my way to work is a coming of age story. <laughs> As I travel, I follow the tracks on my way to work. Poke a dead guy. Sit outside, play harmonica. <laughs> My other buddy play, tells a story about how some other people puked one Pie time. eating contest. Yeah, it's, 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 it's magical. Every right? day on my way to work, it's magical. I mean, there's a dead person, but hey. FBI director says Islamic State is recruiting 24 hours a day in all 50 states. Is that the object? I mean, why is he telling us this for? What? What is he? Oh, isn't that the object? Isn't why and is also, he and also like fucking. What are you just like? Do people who recruit for uh, subversive terrorist organizations fucking? Uh, do they just recruit only during business hours? I, right. Like I'm supposed to think like, oh, 
7.30. I can't believe I got a call from ISIS. No way Man. ISIS is going to yeah, well, take the, the me now. The customer service at yeah. ISIS is amazing. I mean, I called him. <laughs> I called, he called me back in 30 minutes. That it was, was after 5 o'clock. You know, he fucking, that dude fucking Allah akbar me at fucking 9.15 on a Sunday. Why would the FBI director put out a story like that? He says hundreds of people are consuming social media efforts to either draw them overseas to join the extremists or if you can't come, kill where you are, FBI Director Comey said. Uh, then why aren't you stopping it, sir? Why aren't you hacking into these individuals and arresting them, sir? What is, uh, hold on. Hacking into them and arresting them? Seems like you're getting that backwards. Shouldn't you arrest them first and hack into them afterwards? <laughs> no, that's how the ISIS people do it. Oh, I got you. I mix them up. Yeah. Right. In the name of Jesus, we speak that. So this story comes from the Washington Post. Uh, it's really weird. Amish man sues to buy firearm without photo ID in gun rights religious freedom lawsuit. Um, and really, I just posted this story because I fucking hate the Amish. And one more opportunity for me to hate on the Amish, I will take for sure. I even hate the fucking Shutterstock picture of the fucking Amish guy in his buggy. What going, drives me crazy about that picture is the fucking reflector on the back. Yeah, I don't think that's a ye olde reflector. I, what, what the fuck, man? Take your You're fucking in a chances. You're goddamn buggy with your suspenders and your old-ass hat and your fucking archaic-ass fucking horse that's pulling you down a goddamn pa paved road, and you have a reflector like that on there? I feel like you shouldn't be able to use the paved road. Also, you know, looking at this, looking at this picture makes me think, like, what the fuck do you want a, like, a modern gun for? Can't you forge yourself up a fucking gun? Can't you, like, all your buddies, like, you know, you pushed your fucking barn up last weekend. Why don't you fucking, like, get together and forge a weapon? Right? Get it done, motherfucker. You forge wheels. What's a gun? It's a fucking tube with a stick that pokes into one end of it. <laughs> get it done, stupid. You should make a fucking zip gun. Fucking Amish zip guns. Amish zip That's guns. what they ought to have. But they can't have zippers, though. You know, so how do you they, even... There's no way you can right, have a zip Amish gun. Zip guns, you can't even... It's an Amish button gun. <laughs> <laughs> it takes 16 people to pull the trigger. Oh, they all got to awesome. get together. <laughs> button gun. This fucking Amish dude filed a federal lawsuit because he wants to buy a gun. He doesn't want to get his fucking picture taken. Yeah, he doesn't want to have his picture taken. What I like, what I think about the, when I think about this story, I think it's hilarious. There's, you know, that there's somebody fighting to have uh, no ID whatsoever to take a picture, to, 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 to get a gun, right? They want to have no ID or really no, I mean, no functional ID. Right. No, he won't get his no, picture if you, have, he if thinks, you don't have a picture ID, you don't have a fucking ID. Because he thinks that's idolatry, right? He thinks that's from the Bible where you're not allowed to have like graven images or whatever. Um, but uh, but when when they say like oh you basically you could have no ID, and they're, they're, nobody's advocating this except for one guy with an extra long beard. Is right. that, the right. rest the rest of the world, the rest of sane, the sane world is saying no, that's not no no I'm not going to do that. No, that's right. a dumb idea. That's a nobody's horrible gonna idea. Do that. 
But it, 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 it struck me that, you know, when it comes to firearms, someone will go so far as to say, I don't want to have any ID whatsoever. But when you go to like voting, there's like, no, you got to have an ID. Right. Right. No to prevent kidding. the fraud that doesn't exist. You know, <laughs> if you want to get a gun, like fucking meet the minimum requirement called someone took my picture to make sure it was really me. It's not a very difficult barrier to entry. Right. It turns out. Right. It's ridiculous. He's got to go back to his Amish village and have someone sketch him <laughs> and then he'll bring that. <laughs> but they can't do it. They got to do it in candlelight. <laughs> you know, actually, I was thinking about this, though. Like, how would an Amish dude actually even get like something like a state ID? Do they have a birth certificate? Well, they were saying that he has he does have an ID, but it just doesn't have his picture on it because he won't take a picture. Well, sure. So he so, does have an ID, but it's like a it's some bullshit ID. Yeah. Right. It's like, who do these people cares? have bank accounts? You think? I don't know. Do they? I mean, uh, I have to think that they do because they have the fucking they have businesses, right? They sell their fucking jams and jellies and fucking furniture I, and all I, that fucking can I, garbage. Can I chase quick pay them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, I'll PayPal you, bro. Oh no, That's you don't awesome. have your, hey, get out your smartphone. You got yeah. Yeah, I got a credit card. You got a swipe? No. Yeah, guess, <laughs> oh, you, you got, got you got fucking you got a square nothing. on there. You got nothing because you still uh, think it's the fucking sixteen hundreds, you liars. That's awesome. You know what'd be great is if they fucking if this stupid shit went to court and the judge just said, you know what? Fuck this. Quit pretending. We're shuttling all you fucking idiots out. And they just they just had a whole bunch of people shoo all the Amish. Just shoo, shoo, go, 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 go. And this made them all go back into the real world and get actual jobs and educate their fucking children and stop riding fucking horses to work like it's the fucking past. We, Lord, we just asked it to be covered with the blood of Jesus. Open hearts, Lord. Open hearts. Oh, this story is fucked up. It's from Business Insider. An Orthodox bishop blesses Russian missiles for airstrikes. What I love about this picture is that I can't really pick out the missile in this picture. (laughs) Is it the dude with the hat, the weird bulbous hat? He's so big. Yeah, dude. Look at the size of that. He's got a Genghis Khan gig. He's got a big cloak, but he is a fat ass dude. Dude, look at that thing. Cloaks add like 40 pounds. Dude, there's so much yardage of cloth. No shit, man. Involved in He's that like thing. a whole Joanne Fabrics. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. He's got his fucking fucking scepter and his fucking weird hat. I love those little bulbous hats. Those Look are at that peepee hat. hats. Yeah, those are like uncircumcised <laughs> peepee hats. And he's standing in front of a missile, blessing the missile. I'll tell you. I think that this is no different than the pork bullets thing that we were talking about before. Oh, it isn't. And the Crusader AR-15 with the Bible verse on it. This is the same shit. It is. Um, But it's hyper-insulting. It is (laughs) incredibly. But here's the thing. Doesn't this go against against the tenets of the New Testament Christianity? Like, if you're a New Testament Christian— this Aren't mo- you, are you Jesus? Call- are you saying this guy's new at all? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me there. <laughs> of you all the old timey guys right? I've seen today, you got me there. This guy got carried there. I like all the fucking cassock priests. I know, him, like, Jesus. They're going to do like, that fucking leg dancing. It's thing like a, it's like a fucking Jackie Chan movie <laughs> back there. Like, it's like it's crazy. 
yeah. a blessing missile may this only blow up and murder the children of our oh, enemies God. not the children of our allies he's to- they're totally propping up Assad too over right there, those, oh I know they those guys. They, yeah. oh this- we're going after ISIS and then they're just fucking they, they're just killing this whole thing the, is a proxy yeah, war. all the refugees. it's this weird Rebels. proxy war yeah. it's, it's, it's super strange it's Syria is the worst place on earth right now yeah God and you know it's like like, look at Syria and ask yourself how shoving missiles over there is going <laughs> to fix any of it. Well, let's just, just, just fucking just, just look down a road. Bless a piece of food and send it over. <laughs> look down the road, man. <laughs> just every picture. I Have you seen some of these? They do this on the Internet. Sometimes they'll show a picture of what it looked like three years ago, and then they'll show a picture of it now. Oh, it's, it's, and it's like... Three years ago, and you're like, that looks like a, oh, my God, look at it now. There's nothing there. That could be right down the street from you right? in any town USA. And then you look, well, not any town, certainly not the south, but (laughs) probably someplace in the north. And you look at it and and you say it it suddenly looks like fucking it looks like Armageddon afterwards. Yeah, it, it's it's barrel bombed, blown out, no fucking no structure anywhere, yeah. just completely decimated. Yeah. How the fuck is shoving more missiles going to do any help? But you know, Jesus loved the missiles. Can't you just I mean, I understand they're going to it's not just missiles because they're sending tanks over there and people and whatever yeah. they're going to do. I understand that it's a war zone. But at the same time, man, like like there's got to be, you know, just just shooting missiles into the area <laughs> of a place that needs no more explosions. <laughs> it's like they're just like, you've already blown this yeah. up. <laughs> Wait, we don't have anything. Yeah. It there's literally nothing left to explode here. It's like crazy. You can't rubble my rubble. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're the hamburglar. Then you could rubble my rubble all day. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> so this story is just dumb. It's from the Moscow Times. Russian Orthodox official warns eating potato chips is sinful. Orthodox believers should shun unhealthy foods such as potato chips and products made by corrupt manufacturers because they are sinful. The church has laid down a strict strict rule. Sin is that which harms human health. And actually, when I read that, um, now the, the rest of this article is just a whole bunch of horseshit. But I thought, like, that's not that far off from uh, Sam Harris's uh, idea of, you know, like, like morality is that which maximally benefits, uh, or you, you know, uh, human good, or you know, minimizes suffering. Like if if that's really if that was like, if that was like the new definition of sin is sin is that which harms human health. I'd kind of be down with that. That'd be the only sin concept that I think I could get down with. When, when I was reading this, one of the things that he says in here, he says genetically modified products are included on the list. And this guy said, adding that not only uh, <laughs> severely harm a person, but also their offspring. <laughs> and I'm like, no, dude, they don't modify your genes in the process of eating it. It's not like it's not like I eat it and I got Down syndrome from a bag of <laughs> chips or something. Like he doesn't understand how genetically modified foods work. I know. It's like a high. How the fuck does it harm your offspring? We made shit that's so fucking crazy that when we create a kid, it fucks the kid up. I ate potato chips and it fucking ruined my sperm. <laughs> no, that makes your sperm so fucked up that when you when you when you fuck your wife, 
it creates a little mutant kid. <laughs> it's like little fucking flippers for hands. Does it have like a little Pringles kid? <laughs> like the little Pringles face kid? <laughs> you have Mr. Peanut. <laughs> just pops out of there. It's just, you're just fucking shooting Cheetos out of that thing. Exactly. You have Cheeto, the Cheeto, Chester the Cheetah comes out of there. You got a whole, like, you'll have a whole clan like, of just, just <laughs> celebrity uh, snack food mascots. Uh, it's a, oh, it's uh, a beautiful Captain Crunch. Uh, oh, look at him. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to introduce him to his uh, brother, Count Chocula. <laughs> Get on in here, Hamburglar. I don't like – you read this and it's like you misunderstand genetically modified so badly that you think it modifies my genes yeah, when I eat it. modifies your genes. Like I'm, I'm eating – like I became a werewolf. What the fuck? <laughs> I wasn't expecting you're that. Like, you like fucking put a Pringle in your mouth. You turn into a woman. You're just like, fuck. <laughs> you're what like, the hell happened? You turn into a woman. You're like, well, I'm going to need some time yeah. alone. <laughs> I, I sure hope so, I heard I sure hope someone instills me with dread. <laughs> well, I'm gonna do some shit, but I'm not gonna look at my own face. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to uh, thank, of course, all of our patrons. Um, we are dollars away from a patron-only show. Uh, Tom and I, I think are probably going to put one together, even if we're not at that, at that level soon, um, just to show the patrons, uh, that we, that we do appreciate them. Um, so expect a post on Patreon later on, probably, uh, probably after this post, we're going to ask you guys for, uh, for either ideas on what kind of show we should do or an idea on, uh, if you guys have specific stories you want us to cover, we're going to see if the patrons want to run this show a little bit. <laughs> so we're going to post a Patreon, Patreon this week. So if you are a patron, be sure to check Patreon uh, after this show posts. I would say maybe middle of the week, check Patreon. But we want to thank our patrons, of course. We want to thank uh, the most recent ones specifically. We want to thank Jeff, Emily, Haley, Janice, Willie, Eric, Dave, Jennifer, Ryan, Mara, Gareth, and Simon, thank you all so very much for your generous donations. Thank you. We got a PayPal donation from Albert. Albert, thank you kindly. We got an interesting message um, from Johnny. Tom is <laughs> coming across some shirts, and uh, he found our shirts. <laughs> he says, uh, hey, guys, love the show. I've been listening for the last year, and I'm very grateful for the voices of reason. I work at a place that handles primarily band merchandise, and for some reason, it's all that death metal shit. After working there for six months, I found the first item, a shirt that had something I recognized and had heard before. A cognitive dissonance tee right next to Pig Destroyer, Dying Fetus, and Cattle Decapitation, etc. Not only did I find that that was pretty funny at the time, it came full circle months later when I first heard their shitty music on your show. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, and this is my uh, favorite line. Well, I've never seen your t-shirt sell... I also have not seen a spike in their album sales. That's awesome. That's great. Super funny. That's very Super great. Funny. Thank you. Got a message from uh, Jive, and Jive says, while listening to the podcast the other day, I went to the bathroom. You started talking about amputees, and I began laughing out loud as I sat on the throne. 
It was all quite hilarious. And then when you said Rumple Stump Skin or Stumple Still Skin, it was almost too funny. Then I looked down to see my shriveled, stumpy, uncircumcised dick, and well, Stumple Still Skin wasn't funny anymore. <laughs> you know, I got I got to object to that because I'm the one with the amputated penis. Right. I'm the one. I'm the one missing my foreskin. You fuck. Oh, Tom. Holy shit. Sam sent us a message, Tom, uh, about. Uh, Congo and Child Witches. He says, hey, lads, Sam here, huge fan. I'm originally from Kenya, so this gives more credibility in discussing all matters Africa. I (laughs) I love that. I love that. And I have some insight into the practice of abandoning kids in the Congo. The interesting part of this whole situation is that once abandoned, these kids have a better chance of having a better material life because they are picked up by rebel groups and become soldiers. Oh, no. Makes me so sad. This way, they get well-fed, good medicine, and overall better stuff materially. But there is the slight problem of dying in a war and slowly becoming a rapey psychopath. Oh, no. Come to think of it. You know, in that short sentence, he really pinpoints all the downfalls of child soldiers. Oh, my God. It's almost like like a child soldier haiku, you know? (laughs) It's so perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you, Sam, for How depressing. making me cry and, and <laughs> feel dead soldiers. inside. That's great. It's so fucking That's awesome. Awful. Yeah. We got a message from Rob, and Rob says, please explain. And then he sends us a message about how we didn't cover a story about an assault that happened in New York. Um, there was these Christians, and they uh, the kid got beaten. Did he get beaten to death yeah. in that case? Got beaten to death. Um, and then they're putting all these people on trial. And uh, when that story first came out, we didn't have uh, much information to go on. It just was this weird. We didn't know if it was an ex- exorcism that went wrong or if it was just we didn't know what the hell it was. Yep. Um, and so it was a couple weeks ago. And uh, and when it first came out, we we put it in the notes. Tom put it in the notes and we went over it and we decided not to do it. And we do that with a lot of stories. Yep. Tons of uh, them. You know, there's. There's many stories every week that we go over and we see and we say, no, that's not we're not going to cover that one or we're not going to do that one or there's not enough information on this one. Um, And so it gets either put on the back burner or forgotten about. In this case, this one was forgotten about. Um, There's other times, too, that we cover things and they turn out not to be funny or interesting. So they don't make the cut in the show and they never wind up as extras because we just don't think that they're worth giving to anybody else. Um, Tom and I will cover uh, stories that that. Um, there's no good jokes. There's no good insight. It's just uh, maybe it's us just sounding mad and weird and un- uninteresting. And then just gets it gets deleted. We just that that those are ones that absolutely wind up on the cutting room floor. So uh, so if we do, we're, first off, we're not a comprehensive news coverage uh, <laughs> think, by any, by any means anyway. Wow. But if we if we miss a story, especially one that gets a lot of press. Um, understand that there may be other reasons involved. Yeah, and it could be that we didn't miss it at all. We maybe maybe we talked about the story, you know, just just didn't make it. We got an interesting message. I don't know that we can mention and we can't mention any names, um, but we got a message. I'm going to try to sum this email up. Um, this person sent us an email and said that they started doing a business. Um, the business they got into had to do with food, uh, not just uh, food, but actually. Uh, working on recipes and cookbooks and things like that. And they started doing this work. And uh, one of the problems that they run into is that they seem like they're the only sane people 
in this group. They're talking about some really simple stuff. Nothing. They're not. It's not woo based at all. I'm going to read directly here. It says, we know that many of our followers, including some of our friends, are anti-vaccine, pro-alternative medicine, including some self-diagnosis and alternative diagnosis. Uh, Many are Monsanto FDA blog pharma conspiracy theorists. There are many who are evangelical homeschoolers. Many of uh, most of all, the majority believe that if you eat the right foods, you will not get sick ever. Um, And so this person says, I've never said any of that sort of thing ever. I've never even broached the topic. Uh, But uh, I've always really wanted to tell people to just to just to be healthy, just to eat healthy food. Uh, And then uh, this person's asking what they should do because they feel stuck in a community that they don't really think like. Right. They don't they don't they don't they don't identify with this community, but they feel like stuck in this community because they used probably used some buzzwords that fit them right in with this community. And this is a really I mean, that's a difficult thing because, you know, when you're talking about making your living, um, I think we all lie a little bit. Right. I think no matter what, we're all going to lie a little bit. You know, if somebody, if my boss looks at me and be like, so you like your job? I'm going to say, yes, I like my sure, job. Right? You know what I mean? Like fucking love it. Like, dude, it sucks right. so bad. All I want to do is sit home and play Guild Wars 2. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to do, but I'm going to go to work. You know what I mean? Like, because I got to pay my bills and I've got to, you know, I'm getting paid to do this. It's not like I want to go to work every day. It's a bonus if you can enjoy your work. And there are some people who do enjoy their work. I'm not saying that that person doesn't exist, but I'm saying there's a lot of people who don't and a lot of people who lie a little bit. Um, and that's okay. You know, I think it would be intellectually dishonest to lie to people and say that, you know, you can cure yourself with food. But I understand the predicament you're in where you're, you don't want to scare people away, specifically people who would, you know, who are, you know, helping pay your bills. Yeah. And I think that there's a difference between, he says, I've, Censored myself or not broached a topic because I didn't want to offend people who give me money. Who doesn't do that? That's normal. I think that's entirely normal. You know, will I would I tell my boss about this show, for example? Fuck yeah. no, I'm not gonna tell no my way. boss about this show. Are you kidding me? He watches Fox News and he's a Republican. Yeah. Would never tell and I like the guy. He's a nice guy, I have a tremendous amount of respect for him. But I would never tell him about this show. Never in a million fucking years. That's I a have topic I are, won't broach. I have people that are very close to me that believe all kinds of crazy shit. Sure. I just don't bring it up. I just I just avoid it. Yeah. The thing is, is I, you know, as long as you're not spreading this stuff, I don't think that there's any problem. I mean, you're, you don't have to be an advocate against it. Right. You don't have to fight things. You can pick your battles. You can choose not to give your money to somebody who's going to, you know, who who would be you know, you think would be, you know, like that woman who was in fucking Australia was like, I fucking, I ate a fucking salad and now I'm better from cancer right, or whatever, right, you know, like right. that lady. It's like, okay, well that lady, you know, she was clearly bilking her followers out of lots and lots of money by, you know, lying to them. That's dishonest. That's awful. That's a bad person. If you're just saying, you know, hey, you should be healthy. And that's, I mean, that's a fucking real simple thing. Right. Well, then I don't think that there's any problem with it. You don't have to fight a battle. You don't have to be a fighter. You can just be somebody who earns some money. And the other thing, too, is like you can fight a battle, but you can choose your venue. Like yeah. you can choose where and when you fight. I mean, it's perfectly fine. There's, I don't think that there's anything dishonest about, uh, you, you know, choosing the context of your conversations. And also, just because, you know, people that are your friends, your close friends and stuff believe different stuff than you doesn't mean that they're 
they're dumb or they're bad people. They just have a different belief than you. You know, my wife and I, when we first met, she was very religious. She's not as religious now. But we when we first met, she was very religious. We got along just fine. So, you know, like the idea that, you know, you can't get along with people who have these very different ideas. Sure, you can. Sure. Absolutely. No problem. Like I get along with people all the time who have very, very different (laughs) ideas than me. I just I just don't talk about that stuff with them. And if I do, I just make sure that I that, you know, like I'm I'm never saying anything that I'm like. Oh yeah, you're right. You got to watch out for them GMOs. You know, I don't. <laughs> I don't say any stuff like that. I just. I just nod and smile. We got a, a a message from from Hans. He says, "I'm going to read the beginning." He says, "I like your podcast. I listen to all your podcasts." In episode 257, one of you said something that shocked me when you said when you spoke of the prison system and its punishment. Is it so bad in the USA that you think everyone who goes to to prison deserves uh, deserves bad treatment? That they deserve to be raped, beaten up, and general bad treatment. It serves them right, you think? No, um, I don't think that. I don't think either of us said that. No. I think what we were talking about was people who have uh, who can't choose their their punishment. We mentioned that that you shouldn't be allowed to choose your punishment. And if you killed someone and you wanted to die, uh, we don't think that you sh- first off should be able to choose the punishment, but also secondly. Um, you know, if you, if you did do something like that, then, and you wound up in prison, that that wouldn't be a bad place for you. And that, and I don't think, I think I might've even said something like, well, you, you know, you, you shouldn't be able to choose a lesser punishment in that case, because it, you know, maybe staying alive is worse. Uh, you shouldn't be able to choose a lesser or a greater punishment. I think you're, you know, you're picking one thing that we say, and people do that. People have, people seem to obsess on some certain things that we say. You're picking one thing that you we say and sort of blanket, placing that blanket over everything. Listen to most of our shows and, and listen, especially when we talk about the prison system in this country. The prison system in this country is a vengeance-based system. It's not a rehabilitation system. And both Tom and I have decried it many, 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 many times. You know, there's some there's some terrible stuff that goes on in our prisons. I don't think we are nearly as enlightened as a lot of the rest of the world um, in your email, you talk about how, you know, the, there's, you know, you can't get more than 21 years and they try to rehabilitate people. Yes, absolutely. I think rehabilitation is the way to go. Um, I think, you know, in many of those cases, there's 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 ways to rehabilitate people and stop them from stop recidivism, stop those bad things from happening over and over and over again, getting in cycles of violence and cycles of crime. And, you know, like you say, rape and beatings and all that and fucking joining gangs and getting shanked and fucking it's just terrible shit. It's just terrible, terrible, terrible. I, I I don't know where you got that from, but that's not that's not something we think. Yeah, I think Cecil and I both agree that I think one of the things that prison in America does best is create better criminals. Um, it creates lifelong criminals, um, and that's and that's deeply, deeply troubling and problematic. And I don't believe in the inhumane treatment of of anybody, whether they are a prisoner or not a prisoner. I will say though, on the flip side, I I have trouble with. The idea that like that Brevik dude in Norway, who is the you know largest mass murderer in human history, I think, like the guy who shot up that whole island full of kids, yeah, yeah, gets twenty one years. Well, I mean, I don't know, is he going to get twenty one years? Yeah. Okay, well, he gets twenty one years. That I find troubling. I do find that troubling. I'm not. I I just I find that troubling. I I don't I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I have the answers, but I find it very troubling 
that a 30, you know, 35 year old guy can be walking around at 56 years old, a free man having murdered, you know, dozens of people. I find that incredibly troubling. Tom, a couple of people sent us this. Uh, there's a seven foot long earthworm. And so you have to change the skeptics creed. They're saying, yeah. So the skeptics creed, just so you guys know, I get, we get emails about this from time to time. I know there's giant earthworms. I know that there are, um, the skeptics creed refers to Mongolian death worms. It actually refers back to a story Cecil and I covered 235 million years ago. We first like did this show. God, it must have been on everyone's a critic days. It was because when we started this show, Doubting Thomas was the end. It was, yeah, so. right from the from the very beginning. So, um, so that so that poem was written. Um, first of all, that poem was written and, and it referenced the giant Mongolian death worm, which is not a real thing. But we covered a story that they were going to send an expedition, if I recall the yeah, story right. correctly. Yeah, an expedition. It came up empty-handed. Turns out, yeah, imagine yeah. such a thing to find the uh, ancient uh, Mongolian death worm that spat venom or some shit. It was uh, fucking just wild. But we get we get emails like this from time to time about this, and we get emails where people take issue with dolphin the, the word dolphins in there. Um, I know that there really are dolphins. Uh, it's uh, it is a poem. There's a certain amount of license there or uh, <laughs> abstraction that has to be inferred. Right, right. So there are people who believe dolphins, you know, have magic healing powers. I've seen videos of people giving birth in the ocean near dolphins. Huh. Yeah, um, I've seen. I've seen. That sounds is, like chum in the water, isn't it? it, dude? That's a that's a fucking predator. Like, yeah. let's not pretend that the dolphin. It's not a fucking vegetarian dolphin. It's so crazy. People treat dolphins like they're like they're like fucking space puppies of the sea or something. Like, yeah. it's so weird. <laughs> like they're like they're like quantum space puppies of the sea. Like people uh, treat dolphins awesome. in weird ways. So, so we got a message um, from Neil, and Neil uh, was telling us that uh, about the dangers of chiropractic, and he says. Uh, you know, you can get a. He basically quotes a, a, a an article or a book where they talk about how you can get um, fucked up if you get your neck cracked. You can severely fuck yourself up. Um, and uh, and yeah, we know we've talked about the dangers of chiropractic many many times on this show. Uh, we're n- we're not doctors, and we never give medical advice. So when the person called in and said that they had chiropractic done, and I related the single piece of anecdotal data that I have, <laughs> uh, none of that was an endorsement of chiropractic. It was just a story I was relating. I was not endorsing anything. Um, all I was saying was that the studies there are studies that show um, that it works. That lower back pain uh, can be. Uh, treated with chiropractic, and it has a better chance of working than placebo. That's it. That's that's all there is to it. Um, I don't know the rest of it. There's there's no studies that show you know that it's good for the diabetes like we talked about. <laughs> it's just not good for that. So um, so we we're not endorsing it. Um, we're not talking. I'm not talking about it in any way other than I related a single anecdote. So Patreon came out with a mobile app. <laughs> yeah, they came out with a mobile app. Um, they said, uh, I, I want to read this from their own email they sent us. It says, This is uh, fucking amazing. This is amazing. Hey. This shows you what kind of fucking clown car Patreon <laughs> is. It says, Jesus Christ, get your shit together. It's so bad. It says, uh, uh, The most important is going to be an introduction to Patreon for brand new users. We'd also like a better audio player. For creators to be able to make paid posts, 
a less hectic and more streamlined live chat experience, and plenty more polish and bug fixes. Yeah, all right. So it sucks. And I downloaded it, and I think it sucks. <laughs> it does suck. It's not very good. I will say that it will get you in to listen to our show, but there's no player. So it just plays natively whatever you would have played before. Right. So if it would have played like on iPhone, there's no actual player player. It just kind of just opens up like the weird QuickTime window, which is huge. And it's the whole screen. It's and so it doesn't awkward. have anything on it except Ugh. for it's black. It's the worst player. It's like the it's worst terrible. thing. It's the worst thing. If it fucking, if like, if like your fucking lithium ion battery blew up in your face, <laughs> it would be better than this fucking app. That's all I'm saying. Saying. To be fair, it did take them like two years to put what it together. Last year, these fuck nuts. <laughs> last goddamn year, they get they get this uh, they they get a fucking bajillion dollars donated or invested in them, and then they go up and they're like, "We're gonna make an app," and it takes them a full year plus to put this shitball app together, and it's terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. And you know, here's the other thing, people. You got to understand that Patreon takes when you guys donate money to us, like Patreon takes a large portion of that money. It's not like a, a it's not a tiny little portion. They they cut 5% off the top and then they charge us credit card fees. So th- there's a there's a goodly sum of that money that just goes right away. They don't they don't pick up the credit card fees that they charge the credit card fees to us and then they also take money directly off the top. So it's it, so we've been paying them way more than we pay anything else for the entire year and they, uh, what they deliver to us <laughs> is this abortion of an app that is terrible. So in the future, in the in the in the in the future, we are going to be um, spreading out from Patreon. Patreon had a data breach recently. Um, they don't store credit cards, so there was no credit card breach. They use a, a I, I forget what it is. There's a Square or something like that to do their credit cards. I forget what it wanted. It's a company that does their credit card. So they send you somewhere else to get credit card information. So they don't store any of that. But they do store your password and your and your name and shit. And somebody had sent us an email and said, hey, you know, I'm an atheist and I'm worried that my name got out there and now they would associate with the show. I wouldn't. Yeah, that seems like a lot of work yeah. for somebody who is really just looking for passwords so they can break into your email and see if you mistakenly left your credit card right. information in right. there. They're not looking to out atheists because they're they not. To yeah, the they're show. not going to do that. That's that's that seems like a lot of work for somebody who is going to you know break into the back end of Patreon. I wouldn't worry about that. I also wouldn't worry about your credit card information. Like I said, your credit card information is not stored there. But there was a data breach there, so we are looking at alternatives we are looking to expand past patreon once something patreon like comes around that is better we are going to start posting there also and inviting people to go to there instead if they choose um we ask that you bear with us during these uh during this time um we're sorry that patreon is in a better system uh but it's the only system we have right now it won't be in the future but it is right now so we thank you all for bearing with us We uh, were on uh, a show last week. Uh, The guys uh, from Atheism 101, uh, they invited us to come on, Matt and Tim, and uh, we played Bible Jeopardy and played and just had a good time. And just uh, they, they, we talked about some stuff. They interviewed us. They tried to stay away from all the real common stuff. And we just sort of jib jab for a while yeah. and had a really good time talking to them. So I'm going to post the link to that show, the Atheism 101 show, on this week's show notes. So if you have a chance to check it out, there are a couple of really great guys, very, very nice, 
uh, very funny guys, and we had a lot of fun hanging out with them. It was a great time. I enjoyed that show. I had a fun time doing that show. Laughed quite a lot. We also did a uh, a promo for uh, for uh, the Atheist Apocalypse show. So if you're listening to Atheist Apocalypse, um, that's done by uh, by a bunch of different podcasters are getting together. It's a huge uh, crew full of people. Um, one of the uh, more notable ones is Paul from Coranify Me is uh, is working on that project with a bunch of other podcasters. But we just did a promo for them. So if you listen to that show, um, check for us in the near future there, too. I think that's it, Tom. That's it. See, so we've we've done enough damage here tonight. <laughs> well, uh, we're going to be back next week. Um, we might not have a midweek show next week. It might be a very busy couple of weeks for us, so we might just uh, only be able to do that patron-only show and then uh, and then not do a midweek show and then try to catch up later on in the month. Um, but we're going to, whether or not we do that, we are definitively going to leave you with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter mommy issue hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician double bubble toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative acupunctuating pressurized stereogram pyramidal free energy healing, water downward spiral brain dead pan sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council.